<clears throat> for this icebreaker. No. For this week's icebreaker. Does your character... <laughs> I'm leaving all of these in. They're all staying in. <laughs> so anyway, so, so this week's icebreaker. Does your character have any secret talents? I can start this one off. Well, I feel like I always start it with, well, <laughs> um, that, that's my word to get into character. Mine well, is alrighty. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, everyone has their thing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then Leo just jumps right in because he's yeah. a professional. <laughs> it's true. Well, in my, um, in my spare time when I'm not practicing archery, I actually practice some musical instruments. I have this tiny handheld uh, harp that I like to play um, outside when it's a nice day, or maybe when I'm watching the rain from the inside. It just keeps me calm, and I like to feel connected to music. I don't know why the song that I imagined like Eleanor playing is just all by myself. <laughs> this is true. Don't I do spend a lot of time alone. All in my house. By myself. It's very serene in, in the house of Valen. <laughs> yeah, her her dad's like, Eleanor, please. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just actually not good art playing. It's really it's bad. just rain. <laughs> <laughs> do you really have to do this every, every time, time it rains? We're on the surface, it always rains. <laughs> anyway, um, oh. uh, Walker, what do you got? Do I have any secret talents? I like to think most of my talents are pretty well renowned, but I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people might not know just how good I am at dragon chess. It doesn't come up much up here with the uh, types of people that I hang out with. Most of them can't read, don't really play a lot of chess, but uh, yeah, down below we call it Orca chess, but you know, it's the same idea. (laughs) (laughs) I like this idea that it's just called chess. (laughs) They're like, you you can't just append Orca chess to something and say it's a different thing. Like... Like what? You're calling it dragon chess. It's still just chess with a shorter king. That's like <laughs> <laughs> office style cuts to both uh, F and um, Leo, and they're both like, "We play chess." He never asks us to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> he called us dumb. Yeah, no, I said the people I like to hang out with up here. <laughs> yeah, ouch, that hurts, but it's true. What about you, F? Well, the the law the law of preference is really just something that you know, has has really stifled a lot of um, interests that I could potentially have. So I feel like the things that I've I've chased down, that we've chased down, oh God, I get over this someday. Uh, I'm at least minorly proficient at like soothsaying and reading the stars, but that's more of like a, that's like a condition upon existing inside of the future, it feels like. But I don't really have any other semblance of identity so I'm, I'm really good at reading the dictionary. I really enjoy my time with the dictionary. I've spent a lot of time with it. And while I know words, I'm not very good at using them 
in sentences properly all the time to address people, but I'm pretty, I understand everything that people are saying and I could actually read into them a lot better than they think, but I like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. What's your best Wordle? My best Wordle score is a two. F's, I got a- F's Wordle is like a, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called Wordle? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining like a demon ward or something like warding if off If anything, evil. it'd be Wordle with a Y. Hello, don't you know how to fantasize things? <laughs> It'd be Wapple, wouldn't it? Or something like that. Like it'd be Apple related. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, why did apples become such a central theme of this campaign? <laughs> That's what you set out for, right? An Apple campaign? <laughs> F's world is just apples every single time. <laughs> it's the lead word. One of these days I'm going to get it right. It's just apples six times in a row. <laughs> doesn't understand what the boxes mean like <laughs> the just keep guessing apples <laughs> secretly f is really smart guys apples definitely going to be my new first word <laughs> <laughs> all right leo let's hear it you guys all probably saw how accurate i was with my warning shots with my rocks yesterday when i'm not throwing my rocks i juggle mm. i can do like five or six hell yeah I was hoping someone would say that. Can you uh, can you juggle anything else? Have you ever tried to juggle anything else? Projects, responsibilities, <laughs> moral ethical boundaries. <laughs> Apples. Oh shit. Um, oh shit. Two partners. <laughs> <laughs> the Bartificer thing, if you're a juggler, is like a real possibility. I'm just saying, like it's it could be fun. That counts. I think that could be fun. I'm pretty sure that, like, when you go to school for barding, like, juggling is part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even have to get a new little, like, thing to carry on my side. It can just that be the rock That might be technically, dispenser. like, a minstrel, but yeah. I feel like a minstrel <laughs> and a bard are just so adjacent. It's fine. Let's not forget that Leo has a five charisma. Oh, yeah. It would make it terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. You'd probably have to do some reframing. That's for sure. Listen, who said he had to be a good bard? No one. Like, that's the... <laughs> While the four of you are waiting for Addy to return, hopefully with Godot, you all had a chance to collect your thoughts. Now, if you got lost in this book of prophecies, there are hundreds in there. You just happened upon more than one that seemed oddly to relate to the first and only vision you've ever had. What's so curious about these particular prophecies is that each and every one has a date written down next to it. A date on which it was read. And all three of the prophecies that caught your eye were read in your lifetime. You should have heard them because before and after you were there and yet you don't. However curious this may seem, however odd, you don't have much time to consider it because 
there is a knock at the door. What would you all like to do? Look into the monocle, I think, first. The monocle is dark. I get up and, uh, like, gesture towards F to, like, put everything away. And then I go up to the door and put my ear against it. Unless there happens to be a little eye hole, then I'll look through the eye hole. (laughs) You press your ear against the door and hear a rasping voice. Let me in. No, I'm kidding. Of course not. It's not a ghost story. I was going to say it. You press your ear against the door and you get a knock and it like shakes the door a little bit. It's knocking harder this time. And you hear someone clearing their throat outside and it's Godot's voice. Oh. Addy said we should talk. I'm sure it's long overdue. Uh, Let him in, right? Yeah. I'll open the door. Slowly. Godot has done his best to appear presentable, but it's clear that he's had a very rough 24 hours, uh, probably hasn't slept enough. He has the look of somebody who has spent the entire evening just wrapped up in his anxiety over what happened the previous day. And sure enough, soon as he walks in, he takes off his hat and he gestures to Leo. Leo, that's never happened before. And, and, and had I known something like that could happen, I, I swear, it wasn't supposed to go down like that. I've been going over those events in my head, and when I reached out my hands, something happened. I felt connected to you. It was strange. I, I felt something alive inside of me. I felt as though I could read your thoughts for a moment. And it wasn't that I knew what you were thinking. It's that I felt the way you were thinking them. I sensed your adrenaline. I tasted it. I've not known that kind of power. I mean, frankly, it's good to know that I'm mortal. I wonder if uh, this might have a similar response. I'm going to blow the whistle just to see if he responds to it at all. He looks perplexed. It's a pretty note. What about if you touch it? He holds it in his hand. Is there something that should happen? I mean, it's, it's a musical instrument, no? But he did say it was a pretty note. Yeah. Well, that's good. Oh. <laughs> right, Godot, so here's the deal. Now we know that you aren't trying to eat our brains. This is really important to us. This again, I swear no, no, no. to see, God. See, now we're on the other side of this. <laughs> now, now, we've, now we've clarified. We are on the correct side of the cat. We, we've, we've rounded the corner. I think you apologize to Leo, but Leo, do you accept his apology? This is very, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mediating this all of a sudden, and I just don't know my place, and I pull up my cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I think um, that whistle proved, whether you realize it or not, Godot, that whistle proved that we both trust each other. So the reason why I wanted to know if you felt anything when you held the whistle was because it is magical. Fascinating. Where did you get this? Before we can tell you that, it brings us to our next question. Like Leo just said, weirdly enough, uh, we trust you. You seem to trust us. If we had evidence that Tamlin wasn't trustworthy, where does your loyalty lie then? Are you loyal just to Tamlin and the scouts or to the people of Vesper? Everything that I am has been fashioned in service of this city. So few of my kind survived. I'm thankful, if not a little bitter. I would never do anything for anyone, if it meant that the chances of my kind 
being a part of the next society would be compromised. I, I live for the people. That's why I came to you. Well, do you guys think there's any sense in dancing around it any longer or? So we stole all these artifacts from underneath Tamlin, um, the, the city. Oh, shit. Uh, LNL, do you want to? Why am I talking? You know, actually, you're doing great. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can continue to try. Okay. So all of the artifacts that we have here, uh, we got a couple, we got some, like, we got some birds. They're really interesting. You want to hold them? Here's, here's the birds. Um, Hey, hey, those are mine. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Let me take those back. Before we we go that much farther, can I, like, I know we, I know we have reason to trust him at this point. Sorry. (laughs) But can... Can I like roll insight or something against what Godot just said about being for the people exclusively? Yeah. Okay. 18 plus zero, 18. You get the sense that most of what he's saying is true, but there's something he's hiding. So we have all of these really cool arguments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's start with um why we are down there. Oh, you're right, you're right. Um, so after you left, we were we were really concerned. Um, and we were always thinking about you. I just want you to know that. We were going to look for you, but we just didn't know where to go. But as far as finding these artifacts goes, we were at a dinner party, and then Chief Tamlin stopped the party and said we're on lockdown and then went to go have a meeting with the council. And we were a curious bunch, so we followed her into some tunnels, and then we listened at the council door. And basically, they're going through with, um, you know, prosecuting us. And we were hoping you would help us, since you don't believe it was us and you wanted us to clear our names we also beat up a guy named hank yeah we don't need to talk about <laughs> hank and jerry however jerry, um, um, if you know hank and jerry i think maybe put them on like a really private duty maybe up on like a surface <laughs> area that's kind of romantic it might be nice for them at least for hank yeah we have a detail on the east wall that is just uh extraordinarily romantic and private <laughs> i pick up on what you're putting down i've felt that for a long time oh when i god. say shipping i don't just mean that it's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot <laughs> yeah maybe we uh maybe we uh, you know we could certainly ship them as a matter of fact i uh, wrote a short story about two <laughs> people uh Vaguely inspired by the unrequited uh, sort of relationship between Hank and... Why can't I quit you? Am I wrong in remembering that it was just one-sided? Like, (laughs) It seemed that way. But in Godot's interpretation, it is fully requited. I think it's also important to mention that not only are they going ahead with the frame us poor fucks plan, but I believe Tamlin... And the future, whatever happened, happened because of something they're doing that the rest of the council don't know about. They're using us to cover it up. He'll gesture at F. Wait, so you were the target of this. Why would Alder Future attack their own people? It doesn't make any sense. It sounded like they didn't intend for the explosion to happen. It seemed like they wanted it to scare people. 
Fear is a powerful tactic. Maybe the guy they hired to do it, maybe the assassin had their own agenda? And went for the future? And that's why they said no one was supposed to care? I don't know. That is weird, though. Why would they go after the future? And F thinks to the folder and thinks to the comments and thinks to the prophecy and what, what they saw and says, like, well, it's because I do actually, I have seen the future, a future of some kind, and they must be afraid of that getting out. What have you seen? <sighs> I mean, whenever we do this, we all we all go out to the plaza in the, the lobby of the future underneath the stars at night, and we all kind of hum and, and chant and uh, until sentences start to form and, and we're staring at the stars and and it's sort of a a dark and serene experience and I I saw this shapeless void of a thing and it was formless and it was deep and endless and at the same time it was it was chasing through these these waves of blue and it felt you know, now in hindsight, it feels reminiscent of these objects, this this sort of magic. And I I saw red fire. I saw ruin. I saw not. It didn't. It wasn't necessarily Vesper, but everything darkened. Pressing through all of that, I saw this image of Eleniel. It wasn't clear. It was just there, and. It felt so real and permeated my entire being to the point of where I just, I spoke the words. In uh, Tamlin's office, I found something referring to the one below or what's below. It seems like uh, it might be hard to be <laughs> considered coincidental at this point with whatever the future saw. You, you can call me F. Sorry. F. Thanks. I'm kind of liking that one a little bit. Walker kind of gives you like a like a nod, with like a little frown. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Just be yourself. Be a, be an individual. I give uh, F at the same time a little like shoulder to shoulder bump with the smirk. Like, look at you. F's just giddy. I think F stands for friend. <laughs> F, stands for friend. F is friend. <laughs> so Godot was considering all of this. Remarkably... The sort of stress, the anxiety that you felt when he walked in the room has begun to wane as he's been pulled into an investigation. This is what he does. He puts pieces together. He's pacing back and forth and one hand up, he's just kind of like pulling at his tentacles, pulling them downward, kind of spinning them out almost like a mustache. Let me get this straight. F, you had a vision. And in the vision, you saw Elenil's face. And you saw her at the forefront of something devastating, a void of some kind, a, a creature, shapeless, formless, as you said, bringing with it ruin. Is this why you were there that day? No, it, it, was, it was to be my first time to be the mouthpiece of the future. You know, the, I, see. I was finally given my, my place and my right to, to speak on behalf of the future. How strange that Eleanor should also happen to be there. Did you see anything else at all? In, 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 have you had any other visions that pertain to Eleanor? I mean, like, 
I've had regular dreams about us like kicking ass together, like all of us, like, you know, but nothing like prophetic. Have any of your kin had any visions about Elinil? Any any other details? F thinks to the folder, keeps it hidden, doesn't doesn't pull it out. I just not that not that I'm aware. There there's nothing nothing about Elinil in particular. That's that's why I don't have a way of of I've been trying to chew I've been chewing through this the entire time trying to figure out what to do. And I'm just not certain. And then it was made to be apparent that there maybe all of these are lies and a note that Tamlin left. And there's just like a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. I see. So you suspect Tamlin is part of this conspiracy. That's more or less confirmed. We heard her talk about it. Leo, I have to tell you, many individuals whose bodies were not recovered at the scene have been reported missing. Which leads me to believe that Alvi is not the only person associated with this event. Are you certain he had nothing to do with this? No, I'm not. Did he leave you anything at all? Any clues, any sort of direction? You've known him your whole life, no? I thought I did. And I'll (laughs) pull out the short king. (laughs) He left me this. A chess piece. A chess piece. Um, Orca chess, if I'm to be. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> Walker, can you roll an insight check for me? 18 total. It's weird to you that Godot would know Orca chess. It is a pretty localized term for what other people yeah. call dragon chess. <laughs> so, Godot. <laughs> I mean, you know, not a lot of people around here that I've been around besides these guys and honestly I could use the occasional break from them seem uh all that interested in chess do you play I used to and uh where did you used to we have a set back at the observatory well I imagine you have a dragon chess set back at the observatory we do yes why'd you call it orca chess spend some time down below uh my partner and I used to play and who was your partner? Trident fella, I'm assuming? There's a look of recognition as he understands that you know. And he says, We uh, worked a lot of those early cases together. The heirlooms, the program. We practically wrote the book on what Scout would stand for someday. After the war of the second wave... Carvis was a beacon of light, a man of two worlds and yet no home. So few of his people survived, yet the people who might have welcomed him, well, the wave. It was hard on everyone. The trust itself was born from his work, the opportunity for peace between your people and, well, his, ours. He worked every day to make sure that the future of Vesper was secured and that, well, that we never had to look back. But he left me to my work. He's off on whatever pursuit he saw fitting. What was he pursuing? That question is one that I've long to understand because it was on the heels of losing 
three of our best and brightest. Ellen, I assume by now you've figured out that your mother was among the scouts who left the city. Walker, you might not know, you're not an orphan. You're a ward of your people because your family, they were part of something else. They were part of something bigger and they didn't feel like they were being heard. And so together with Elinil's mother, they left the city in search of our history and they never returned. And because Curvis never talked to me, never said anything, never consulted me, none of them did. I don't know. I don't know why he left me to care for his daughter. I don't know why he left you to be a ward of your people. I, I, I don't know why he did any of it. What we had was a good thing. Did I want more? Yes, but I was happy with what we had. So I don't have the answer to your question, I'm sorry. But in the time that I knew him, he was a good man. This might be a long shot. You don't happen to have any of the last things he was studying, any of his notes... Anything that could help point us in the direction that he might have had? No. I fucking wish I did. Well then, I guess back to the matter at hand. I don't want to go down for something Tamlin in the future got in over their heads on. Certainly don't want what's below to come horizon. Whether our pal Elinil here is at their head or not, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a bad time. So, what do we do? How do we stop their plan? They're I'm guessing today, it's gotta be soon, they're coming to barge down our doors and pull us away in chains, make a show of it, I've had to guess. Oh, also, you said you and Curvis studied these heirlooms, you went out, you found them, you did some study on them? Study is loose, it was more reclamation. I was young at the time. Well, Tamlin's planning on having them all destroyed, and it sounds like there's a certain amount of energy being released when that happens? Those things are wholly dangerous and unpredictable. Most of them, we have no idea how they actually function because you see, they don't come with operating manuals. They just do things. Some of them are incredibly inane and yet some of them hold immense power. Destroying them is an awful idea. I think it's already begun. Should we stop it? Is, is there a way to stop them at this point? What else do you know about Tamlin's plan, other than she wants to destroy them? Well, she convinced the council that we should be publicly found guilty for what happened at the Founders' Day celebration, which also, Ella's dad is a dick, but... That's true. Oh my gosh. We know that she met in secret with the future... That piece of... ...after the council meeting, where they discussed that it wasn't supposed to get this out of hand... I think they were responsible for the attack from what was said, and that these items need to be destroyed immediately. That's as much as we know. However, uh, actually, now that I think about it, in the sake of transparency, we did also, a while back, sorry, we didn't trust you yet, find a lot of secret tunnels and also a massive mine of, and then I pull out from my bag the, or this stuff. Whole lot of it. Mined out. Any idea what's going on with that? On top of that, we also stole some apples in an elevator. Do not fuck with our apple supply, F. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fucking with the apple. All I'm saying is that like we did, if we're admitting to things, it's important that everything's on the table. And F slides the folder behind them and hides it. We may have stolen some apples. All right. Admittedly, a prank got out of hand 
and we may have stolen a crate of apples. But I don't think that one's as relevant. Okay. They were magic apples. Elinil. Yes. You've been awfully quiet. I'm still just concerned. I mean, sorry, this is a lot of info dumping on you, but I mean, like, time is ticking and they could be at our doors any second. We need to figure out what we should do next. That's why we have you here. Well, I think it's dangerous to act without intel. If there was some way to get more information, if there was somewhere to look. You think you could get us alone with Tamlin? I think I could, yes. Do you think that's a good idea, Walker? Walker looks back at everybody and just kind of shrugs. If things come to blows, would you fight with us? I have to admit, I consider myself a keeper of the peace. You almost killed me. That right there is exactly what concerns me. I had no intention of almost killing you, and yet I did. That's terrifying. But we could use it. We could, but I don't know how to use it, Leo. I just figured out I can do these things. Us too. A day ago, I didn't know I could do this, and I just bring the echo out. Oh, shit. That's a cool trick. That's very good. Yes. Actually, catch. And I just toss him the oar to see what happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to roll a dexterity check, I guess. Oh, it's not good. I rolled a seven. Uh, he fumbles it, and it falls to the ground. He picks it up, hands it back to you. Feel like any more control over the weird shit you can do? No, I feel nervous that you're going to do that again. I <laughs> Worked for me, I don't know. And then I put it back in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> is, is anyone um, else worried where Addie is? Where, where's she in all this? Why didn't she come back with you? She said she had something else to tend to. I didn't question it. I believe we had asked her to gather the others. Are you still wearing the monocle right now? I've been checking it the whole time. You see Tamlin. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Addie is standing behind Tamlin's desk, and Tamlin has just entered her office, and she has her sword drawn. Oh, fuck. She tried again. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you guys remember when Addie almost killed me? She's about to get, I think, Tamlin and Addie are about to get in a fight, and it's going to be a problem. Uh, I think we need to go help. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Godot, if you can keep people out of the office, it's happening now. Tell them it's a training exercise. <laughs> I just start running towards Tamlin's office. Wait, so we're all going right now? <laughs> I'm just going to let Addy die or like yeah. one of two allies right now. You make your way quickly back to the observatory, darting down the alleyways between buildings. What is your plan of attack? What is your strategy for getting back to Tamlin's office? Things have shifted slightly. So I feel like I'm going to advise the group to continue through because I don't think anyone else has a rope. I don't have a rope, but I can step of the wind up to the window. Ooh, interesting. Is the wall like completely flush or is it kind of like like rock, like a little climbable? There's definitely um, uh, notches, grooves. Yeah, it's not, it's not completely flush. Does anyone have a rope? I do have rope, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Okay, well, Leslie, you tell me, in in the narrative, do you think it's conceivable that Elinil would have had rope on her? 
Just in general, ever? In general, like before coming to Scout, before spelunking around in the archives below, would she have had rope when she came to the observatory? Like, is she the kind of person who's a, is she a prepper? Is, <laughs> you tell me. I mean, like, I'm not going to tell you what you do and don't have. You, you tell me what you think your character would have. Mm, I think rope would be a good thing that she would keep in mind because you can always tie rope to like an arrow and shoot an arrow. Um, but like, since I have dark vision, I don't think I have torches or anything on me. I mean, she's sneaking around the different. Yeah, she might have needed a rope just to get out of her house. Yeah. Unseen. I think you have rope. All right. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Not that big cool. a deal. You guys make it there. You're going up the window. Step of the wind. Do you have to roll for that? No, I just burn a key point. Okay. Burn a key point. Burn. Step of the wind. Tell us what it looks like. So I take the rope. Eleanor gives me the rope. And there's the craggy face to kind of to the right of the window, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And and so what, I, what I'm doing is I'm kind of bouncing between the wall and and the rocks, like one leg off each. And it's it's a big, these are big jumps and gaps until I land on the windowsill and immediately bend down to tie this onto the grappling hook that is on the floor right there. And then perception. <laughs> a rule of perception check, absolutely. Don't fuck me die. Okay, so that is a 17 plus three, 20, dirty 20. Give me a dexterity saving through. Oh shit. Uh, so that is uh, 15. You step of the wind up to the windowsill, realize that the grappling hook is gone and the window has been shut. I break it. I just break it. Fuck it. We're just going in. You turn just in time to see a face standing on the other side. And it's the face of a gnarly half-orc, clearly the bodyguard type, grinning at you. And he pushes the window open quickly as if they knock you back free from your ledge. And you're just fast enough to kind of sidestep it. But now you're kind of hanging from this window, holding the rope in one hand. And your friends are at the bottom. And you can see into the room that between it's this person standing in the window and Tamlin at the door and Addy at the opposite end. And already they've exchanged blows. Addy's shouting something kind of very frantically and she makes eye contact with you and she says, run. And she leaps to attack Tamlin. Everybody roll initiative. Twenty-one. I found the good die. I found the good die. Twenty-three. Nice. A natural twenty. You got a nat twenty? Nice. Unnatural twenty. Shit, guys. Three. Yeah. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> and bottom of the order. Leo has to take a second to do like the double take whenever all of those friends are just suddenly gone. <laughs> Honestly, I'm happy that I'm going last. <laughs> yeah. Because I broke the rope last time. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Here's just a scene question. Is Godot coming with us up the rope or are they is he potentially running through the building? You guys are in charge here. What would you have told them to do? Probably take With the same us. way, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I think, like, we took the risk. I think, uh, I think Walker yells, With us! And uh, F goes, <laughs> Go no, around! Bad idea. <laughs> Get Farah. That's actually Let's take a vote. Who thinks it's better for Godot to go through the building? Who thinks it's better for Godot to go up the rope? Through the building. Through the building. 
better? Yeah, through the building. We yeah. didn't go in because we didn't want to get like stopped because people are looking for us. Yeah. And no yeah. one's really looking for us. That was us. the reason we settled on the window in the yeah. like off moment. Um, Any objections, Leo? No, I, I agree. I think it makes more sense for him to go through the building. Okay, top of the order, Walker. You see F, you see the windows fly open and you hear like a deep, gruff cackle. And you see F hanging from the window as it like flies open. He's holding the rope. What do you do? All right, F, I'm putting a lot of trust in you right now. I'm going to run and just grab the rope and start like rushing up the wall, hoping that you <laughs> hold onto the windowsill and you hold onto the rope. And uh, I'm hoping to just get 15 feet up. So I'll like okay. jump, get like, I don't know, six feet up with that, probably. Sure. And then, yeah, I'm just trying to climb up to 15 feet and then summon my echo standing on the ledge in the in the windowsill. Okay. And then uh, I'll drop down from there. And if I, I don't know if, I assume climbing the rope halfway up the wall was an action or is it just, just movement? That counts as movement. Then I'll take a swing from my echo's location. And I'm actually going to go for uh, a shove attack, try and push him back uh, out of the window to make room. So I'm just going to like Sparta kick the orc. Okay. Um, Then that's a contest. Give me an athletics check. I'm terrified that I'm going to get hit on the way out the window. Hold up. I rolled a 19. Oh, wow. Sorry, I'm reading the thing. Okay. Yeah, I got a 16. He's quick, right? So he's dex. He's quicker than he looks. He's very strong, but you go to push, and he doesn't dodge out of the way. He leans forward, and as he does, it looks like he's reaching for F, but he just, like, judo rolls right in from your push. Next in the order is F. There's a big green hand that's reaching out for you and a toothy grin. Uh, The guy's got a scar over his left eye and his hair is kind of pulled back in a tight bun. He's got a couple of piercings in each ear and uh, his eyes are like bright speckled gold and his breath is awful. Fuck yeah. Um, so I definitely jump. I, I try to get up into the room and just like, I know that his hand's reaching out. Is there any way to get around him or am I going to have to like fight my way? Through it's that? not his turn yet. So that's more okay. flavor. Um, yeah. If you want to do something on your turn, then. Okay. You're I'm going to just try to jump up in and secure this as well as possible. Yeah. I feel like that's what I got to do. I got to secure the rope. So everyone can get up. Okay, you're going to use your action to tie the rope while avoiding the attack, or are you going to try to absorb the attack? So let me let me let me just let me say what I'd love to do. I'd love for this to work out. I think I would have to land some attacks. I would love to hit this guy a bunch and then tie the rope to him <laughs> and use him as the weight. All right, the counterweight. Tell me if you think this is fair. Sure. Flurry of blow. You can hit like three times, right? With Flurry of Blows and a bonus action, I could hit four. Okay. So if you use your bonus action successfully as Flurry of Blows, I'll let you forego one of your attacks in exchange for, like, securing the rope, right? But you have to be successful in that. Lassoing him? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, one, two, tie, punch, right? Like it's something like that. I imagine like you forego a little damage for yeah. a maneuver. I think that's a fair trade, but you have to be able yeah. to land flurry of blows. So okay. doesn't that take a successful attack? After you take an attack action on your turn, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if that goes well, then I think it's it could work. <sighs> okay. All right. Don't know what his AC is. Here we go. Lasso of blows. Lasso of blows. Here we go. <laughs> that is a seven flurry of lasso. Four. That's a twenty-one. <laughs> nice. Go ahead and uh, roll damage for that. That's the initial attack, right? Yes, it is. Okay, and then roll flurry of blows. I got a three there, and then I'm going to burn the key point for the flurry of blows, and then uh, I'm only rolling rolling one attack technically here, right? Because um, I thought it was a total of four. Sorry. That that actually does count as my bonus action. Do 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 do. Do you take? Yeah. So I technically it's three attacks in total minus one, so it's two. Okay. Yeah. So roll a second attack. I'm not at the level that I thought I was yet. <laughs> uh, second attack. You didn't also get demoted to level two and then level up to level three. Eighteen plus four. That's twenty-two. Um. Go ahead and roll damage. That's about four. Okay. So, seven so a total of seven. Yep. Okay. Um, do your fists count as magical yet? No, not until five. I think. Okay. Just curious. I thought we talked about it, but I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, we mentioned it. Earlier. Where do you tie the rope? I. So a when I'm when I'm hitting him, here's what I'm doing, um, because I definitely want to. I don't want to just like hit him. I'm I'm going for like a gut punch to bend him over, and then I'm ripping out some of those earrings. I'm just tearing them right out of his ears, and then I think I'm tying the rope around his big meaty arm that he was reaching out okay. the window with. Yeah, cool. Um, you get the rope around, you do a couple of punches, and like instead of a third punch, he kind of looks down and he's got the rope and he feels a yank on him. So Ella, you're next in the order. What do you do? I try to climb the rope. <laughs> All right. Um, what's, your, what's your movement? 35. 35 feet? Yeah, we'll say that you get up to the top. So you're able to just make it up to the ledge. Um, you're not able to get into the room, but you're able to climb up and holding the rope, you're like standing on the ledge uh, right in front of this orc. You're like holding him and he's like right above you. What do you do? I try to <laughs> jump past him. <laughs> okay, so you'll use your you'll use the dodge action. Okay, yeah, I will do that. I'm trying to get past him and into the room to just try to get into the other fight. Okay, gotcha. So you're foregoing an attack in exchange for a little extra, like a maneuver to basically be into position. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a lot of extra movement, it's just placing you tactically inside the room. Basically like you're you're using this guy's body as a springboard, like into the action toward Tamlin? Is that kind of like where yes. you're directing your energies? Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to mess up the rope for um, Leo. Do you want to use your bonus action? I will use my bonus action, Slayer's Prey, and designate Tamlin as my prey. Okay. Slayer's Prey? That's what you, you use? Yes. Nice. Uh, Leo, what do you do? Sorry, you're not next in the order. Um... <laughs> Next in the order is the orc, who grunts and says, That's a cute move and a cute note, but uh, you're going to have to do a little better than that. <clears throat> and he's already got his sword drawn, so he's just going- Are you going to bleed on my skirt? 
<laughs> if I have to. And F, I think he's going to take a swipe at you. Makes sense. <laughs> he's already had his hand outreached. He missed his like chance to grapple you, so he's just going to swing with the short sword. And he gets two attacks. And both of them are going to miss, like just being trampled by uh, both Walker and Ella is just cause, totally throwing him off his game. So he swings twice wildly and uh, he is going to use his movement and basically try to like, like not, he can't yank up the rope, but he can move 30 feet. So he's going to try to leave uh the area of attack because i think it makes more sense to provoke all of your like reactions than to let the fourth one up the rope if that makes sense so he kind of looks down sees what's happening and is going to move away from the window right. i would definitely like to take an attack of opportunity from my echo's location yeah you're still like are you still 15 feet up the rope he sees Walker downstairs too, right? I'm, I'm, I went, I dropped all the way back down to the bottom, but my echo's still up there. Okay, gotcha. And I can take an attack from my echo's location of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So nice. I Perfect. will swing my dagger. <laughs> you threw your echo up. You didn't ride up yourself. I have to. I can only cast it 15 feet away from me, so I had to oh, get so halfway up like the wall to get up. it to the windowsill, and then I just drop back down to make room for hey, other Josh, people. Does this count if I missed my thing and it landed on my keyboard? Is it still a functional number? <laughs> I rolled a natural 20, but it landed on my keyboard. We'll count it. <laughs> counts. It, it's not like you threw it across the room. It's I know. Right it's next just, to your it's just a really funky. I got a 21, <laughs> 17 plus four. So my dagger's gonna do so much damage to this uh, I got an 18. Okay. <laughs> Are Sorry, you 18. able to use your sentry from your echo? Yes, that's what, uh, the, sentinel. the sentinel. That's why I'm like, sentinel. oh, let me get him, let me get him. But I don't know if an 18's gonna hit. All right, everybody so. hits, roll the damage. So he does not move. Very nice. I got five damage on him. I'm grabbing the other earlobe and ripping the other nice. earrings out. I double the dice roll, or... And you do it? Yeah, roll your dice twice. Oh, and then add the modifier? Yeah. Can I do a stone throw of opportunity? <laughs> Two. You are What's that? <laughs> no, it's only melee. I know. It's Which, only melee. It is. I um, know. Six damage. Okay. Uh, nine damage. All right. Take that. And he can't go nowhere until uh, when you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. So they can't go anywhere until the end of their turn or until the start of their next turn, I think. Yeah. So basically just through. They lose their movement. Yeah, cool. All right. So what, is it, what does that look like? Um, how does Sentry like take effect? Is it like a kind of pressure point? Like what, what happens? I think for flavor on this one, I, uh, the echo swings out and as the blade kind of connects across the front of the orc, the blade pulls back, but like the dark shadowy, almost like Icker stays tethered and just like pulls him in and he like, like, like oozy, almost like venom tentacles, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. holding him there. Ooh, that's not what I expected. That's disgusting. And I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like strings of black Icker connecting mm -hmm. from the wound to the blade. Wow. Seeing you out of the corner of her eye, Tamlin is distracted only momentarily, but because Addie is rushing forward, 
she has to make a, a split second decision. I'm gonna roll for this. Oof. She turns her attention from Addie toward you, Ella, and she's gonna move swiftly across the room and she's gonna attempt to, uh, she strikes you, not with the sharp edge of her sword, but with the blunt edge. Uh, and she's attempting to knock you prone. Is that an attack roll? Mm-hmm. It has disadvantage since I took the dodge action. Uh, yeah, she swings out and uh, misses, but she gets to attack twice. So does that last for all attacks? Any attacks? Till the start made. of your next turn, um, right? Until the start, start of your next, next turn. turn, any attack roll made against you has been I rolled a nat 20, and I rolled a dirty 20. So Bitch. does that hit? <laughs> hey, yeah. you undid the crit. You uncritted it. You did so. uncrit it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you are going to take 14 points of bludgeoning damage as she sort of just like strikes at you and remarks under her breath, listen, the law is the law and order has to be maintained, but still mind your own fucking business. And that's going to bring us to Leo. Well, my dance number has come to an end, so... <laughs> the rope is still there, correct? The rope is there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to try to climb the rope. Okay. So um, I'm not going to make you roll and make anybody to roll to climb the rope. What's your rate of movement? What's your 30. speed? Okay. So you can just reach the top of the rope. You've got your hands on like the ledge. You're holding this guy. You guys, you probably weigh more than him. <laughs> so I think it's the fact that like Ella is literally like putting leverage on him on the other side yeah. to kind of keep him rooted where he is. Okay. Am I able to do anything with my hands at this point? Or is it better for me to just use my action to continue climbing and get out? I think that's, that's the right move. I'm going to use my action for more movement and get like climb. Like dash? Yeah, exactly. And climb. It's probably what I should have used with Ella, but that's fine. Um, I think you could use an attack. Like if you were holding yourself, like you reached the top of the window. So you could be like holding yourself with one hand and throw. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into a situation where I can fall back down. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. If you want to use the dash action, you can double your movement. Yeah. I, I need to get out of this. Yeah. Where are you trying to move to? Toward Tamlin? Toward Addie? I think um, towards in, in between, towards towards Addie, but between Addie and Tamlin. Oh, nice. Trying to do a little flanky flank? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you're flanking with uh, are you going to be in melee range or are you just going to be closer to Addie? If you're within melee range, you can flank Tamlin. How far away is Addie from I mean, the office isn't that big. I think I said originally it was like 15 or 20 feet. So like if you used all of your movement, you could like get across the room to like the desk. So you'd be out of melee range moving past Tamlin. Sorry, how far away is Addie from Tamlin? Yeah, about like, you know, 15 feet. Okay, so not like they're not in melee range with each other. They're not in melee range. No, no, no. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going up to Tamlin. Okay, so you're going to flank? Yeah, so you move quickly on the other side of Tamlin, sneak very quickly around her, and uh, put yourself into a position. Are you going to use a bonus action for anything this round? Um, 
Instinctively, I'm going to touch more rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I think they're already uh, like imbued, but touching rocks. All right. So that brings us to Addie, who seeing as you've all got it covered, she's going to remark as such and say, all right, since you're all doing your job, um, I'm going to just go ahead and continue on with this. I'm sure it's important. I'm just very, very, very curious about what's on the other side. And then she's going to continue trying to break into the safe. We'll say she's got like a dagger like shoved into the end of it. And she's like putting all of her energy against like the keyhole in the safe to try to like maneuver it. Are you shitting me? Is she really not helping us right now? What is in that safe? <laughs> uh, that brings us back to the top of the order. Walker, what would you like to do? All right. Uh, Walker's going to take all of his movement to get up the rope. And then I will use a dash action to get a little more movement. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll just get to where I'm hanging, dangling on the on the sill. Couldn't you switch places with your echo technically? I could. Oh, but then my okay. echo would be down there and Oh, I see. Yeah. I want both of us in the room. So, yeah, I'll get to the uh, the sill and then while hanging on the windowsill, my echo's going to take a couple swings at the orc fella. Bring it. Yeah. Fucking bring it. So The first one is a 17. Okay. It's a hit. That's... And then I'll bonus action, two-weapon fighting. Okay. Swing with the offhand. And that's a natural 20. Okay. The natural 20 hits. Okay. Yeah. Wish that was the better sword. (laughs) All right. Damage time. Damage time. 10 total. All right. Um, Mark that down. I just wrote owie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that ends my turn. Next in the order is F. All right. The orc is down. No. Say what? Yes. Is the half orc down? Uh, He's not down. No, he is still, he's still fighting. But he's got a rope tied around his arm and he's been. Yeah, I feel like I got to just punch the shit out of him, huh? Almost Um, yanked through the window. He's not in a very good tactical position. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to just hit him. That just makes sense. So, we're going to lead off with an unarmed strike. 16 plus 4, that's a 20. Then, That'll do it. Um, I'm just going to roll my bonus action, my unarmed strike as well. Okay. So I'm just going to do both. Because I'm assuming he's probably not near. Oh, that's another 20, so 16 plus 4, so 20. Alright, so So was, was it a nat 20 and an unnatural 20? No, 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 no. Two 16s. Um, okay, nice. Plus 4. So it's 20s piece dirty 20s all right so we got for the first one we have six plus six 12 damage wow max nice damage on two strikes very nice okay ella you're next in the order all right i hit him in the neck i'm gonna get him in the back of the neck this time because i okay. got i got the I like earlobes that. you know i gotta you know so uh tamlin's focused on me i assume right yeah she's yeah. in melee range that's awesome she gave you a, a, a pretty hard smack up the side of your head. Uh, I tried to, <laughs> just because my bow, I don't think I'll be able to shoot a bow in like melee, really. Um, I'm going to try to grapple her. Oh, okay. Which is very uncharacteristic. That is, but uh, give me an athletics check. <laughs> we got this. No. <laughs> That's a three. 
<laughs> I just Dang. saw Leslie shaking her head for a really long time. Um, I, okay. Yeah, I just fumble. <laughs> yeah. it, it is a contest, so even a three could have beat it, but it unfortunately did not. Uh, okay, are you going to use your bonus action? No. You going to take any movement? I will move back then, like try to get up to the wall away. Okay, cool. That would provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah. All right. Um, does a 14 hit your AC? It just hits. Ooh, okay. You're going to take 13 points of slashing damage from the orc. From the orc? Okay. Aren't you trying to move out of melee range of any creature so that you can knock an arrow? Yes. Am I getting hit by both people then? Yeah, you're, if you're moving out of range of both of them, they would both get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, I I didn't think I was moving out of two people's con or. Um, yeah, because you're basically <laughs> like you you climbed like over the orc to get to Tamlin, like get into the room. So you're still like right next to the orc. Tamlin approached you. And then you'd have to move out of range of both of them in order to, like, be in, like, a ranged attack position. Okay. It's okay. I mean, we don't have a map in front of us, so we're doing this, like, theater of the mind. So if you want to, like, change your action, I don't mind that. I don't really don't know what to do right now. <laughs> you still have your bonus action? I do, but it's nothing useful right now. And I'm fucked right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, L's fucked. Uh, next to the orc is the orc who uh, is getting pretty sick of F shit <laughs> and uh, does a 14 hit your AC? No I've got a 15 god fucking damn it he's <laughs> getting sick of your shit and for a good reason you're too fast you fucker mm -hmm. uh, and that is gonna I, I think he's not gonna try to move out of range anymore yeah that's gonna end his turn you really can't do anything else um, Tamlin is next and whew, looking around the room, she's gonna try to like, okay, so uh, Tamlin is gonna turn around and attempt to shove you, uh, Walker. Oh, not Walker, sorry, Leo, fuck. <laughs> it is 50% of the time. Shove me where? Like shove me away? Yeah, shove you away. Um, I need to make an athletics check. Uh, what if I don't resist it? I wanna get out of melee range as well. I'm going to roll anyway. <laughs> I want to get out of melee range anyway, so I'm not going to resist it. Okay. She pushes you away and then turns her attention back toward Ella, and now she's going to attempt to knock Ella unconscious. Um, and she gets advantage because of the orc flanking. Wow, bad rolls. She's not successful, Ella, so uh, she swings again, and this time you dodge. That's going to end her turn. Next in the order is Leo. You're outside of melee range. You're standing closer to the door. I'm throwing a rock at her head. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> 12 plus 4, 16. I can, I can see Josh looking down right now, and I'm like so afraid that he's looking up rules that I've fucked up today. <laughs> I have a new doodle of, my, of Walker and my Echo. It's cute wow. this time. Oh, look at that. Oh I, like, God. Walker's best friend is his Echo, me and my Echo. <laughs> oh, Do no one holding hands. 
Okay. Okay, that's next. <laughs> Me uh, and my Josh. echo, always <laughs> been together. Bit. You've been living in me, even though I couldn't <laughs> see. We're the best of friends. <laughs> oh, <man>. Yay. <laughs> uh, what was that roll? 17? 16. Total. A 16? All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Ooh. All right. All right. I wasn't expecting to... Four plus two, six damage. Nice. It does a big woof, and it like just in the little explosion envelops her head, and you see it rock her back against like Ella's position. She's totally taken off guard by that. All right, that's going to bring us to Addie, who is going to make a sleight of hand check. She snaps her dagger in the keyhole of the safe. It curses loudly. Walker, what do you do? Walker is gonna get all the way up on the windowsill now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have my echo go in. Yeah, I can move up to 30 feet as well. So I'm gonna try and position my echo to be flanking with somebody with Tamlin, like flanking Tamlin with somebody if anybody's still in melee range. Mm Mm-hmm which I believe Ella is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get flanking with Tamlin from my Echo, and then I'm just going to kind of stay in the windowsill. Or I'll like get off the windowsill, but kind of in that area. So I'm just in melee with the orc uh, as myself. Nice. So technically, you yourself are flanking the orc with Ella, and your Echo is flanking Tamlin with Ella. Hell nice. yeah. Guys are forming a nice little line there. Yeah. Okay, so you're rolling the attack from the Echo's position? So uh, my first attack will be from my position on the orc okay. with my new heirloom sword. Okay. And that's an advantage because of the flank, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to hit. That's uh, 15 on the orc. Yeah, you strike down and it just catches the leather of their armor. All right. Uh, bonus action, two up and fighting. On my offhand, it's going to come from the Echo towards Tamlin. Okay. Also at advantage. God damn. Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's 11. Yeah, you just she, she catches it now. She's seen your tricks, and she holds up her arm, and you just catch the bracer. And then uh, uh, Walker's just going to be sad for a little bit. Okay, nice. Yeah, that was my turn. Use your movement <laughs> to be sad. Got it. Yep. Uh, next in the order is F, and then Ella. Beating the shit out of this orc some more. Because he deserves it, you know. Half orc, rather. Sweet. Okay, so that is a 23 to hit. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to roll the second hit, the unarmed strike, too, yeah. while we're at it, and then we'll roll damage. That's a natural 20. Oh, wow. shit. We are doing great. <laughs> okay, so that second one gets uh, double dice, no bonus, okay. I think. Does, does, the, does the unarmed strike, the second one, does it use your... So it's a D4 plus two. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so you're going to roll 2D4 plus two on that second one. Okay, so and then three uh, plus just two normal damage. Yeah. 3D4 would be plus four, I think, technically. Okay. Six, 11, and then this is just a standard. So those both have the plus two. Just a standard D4 on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. And one. So that is 12 damage again. Nice. Uh, describe the attack to me. 
All right, so after tearing both of the earrings out, bending them over backwards with the the uh, elbow drop to the neck, I'm now going for the knees. I'm just absolutely, I've pummeled this guy in every foreseeable joint. I'm hitting both of those knees out, trying to bust him the other direction. Going to like a split move. You hit his knees so hard, it takes all the weight out from under him. And you hear a sickening crack as he falls and his neck hits the windowsill and he slumps unconscious or dead to the floor. Oh, we got him. Oh God, <laughs> Ella is horrified by this. Yeah. You ever heard someone's neck Hand break? Hand to the mouth. It's loud. Wait, uh, do you have any attacks left? Because can you, can you use one more attack to close the windowsill? <laughs> <laughs> For flavor, I'd like Keep to close the windowsill on him. Yeah, behead him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, I did crit. You know, it's a dark world. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, you didn't say explicitly non-lethal damage, so oh, no, I'm this guy just assuming. It. Okay. I mean, you just met him, but okay. I tore, I tore, his, <laughs> I tore his earrings out right away. Like I was, this is a um, bloody yeah. exchange. No, that's fair. Uh, it is a bloody exchange, and you got to do what you got to do. Um, this guy's down for the count. So cool. if that's going to end your turn, that brings us to Ella. All right. I'm going to... I'm flanking with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there. Um, I'm going to take the dodge action. Or disengage, rather. Okay. And I'm going to go towards um, Addy. Like, hop over there or run around the desk and <laughs> use it as cover or something. Uh, try to bring the attention back to get Addy in the fight because I am a weak baby and I need help. <laughs> Sorry about your random task that you ditched us for, but... Sorry Saving you. you. <laughs> but we're dying. <laughs> so, yeah, and then... uh. That's all I can do. Okay. Next in the order is uh, Tamlin, who is going to, I guess, swipe at F. She looks horrified, by the way. And she says, Roz, no. Aww. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, Roz. I, we heard that name earlier. Oh, shit. You did. Yeah, I had a cool thing for Roz, but I knew we weren't going to get to it. <laughs> Roz was who the, the guards were like, oh, don't let Roz catch you, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry and Hank really <laughs> kind of looked up the Roz or were Ooh, man. underlings of Roz. Their story is taking a twist. Um, yeah. So she says, oh, my God, Roz, and looks back up at you and uh, rolls no longer with advantage. So that's going to be a miss. Um, is a 15 going to hit your AC? 15 yeah. is AC. So Okay. And she is no longer doing non-lethal damage. Uh, that is going to be 17 points of slashing damage. Whew, that is a big blow. I'm down to 10. All right, and then uh, that's going to end her turn. Brings us to Leo. Got any more rocks? Hmm? <laughs> got any rocks? <laughs> Juggling boy. I got so, a rock. How far is Godot in his journey to <laughs> yeah, the building? Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a ways to go, and every round's only six seconds. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it makes sense. Fuck, yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going like, to write, you, you know what? Was. Hold on. <laughs> I hope Godot comes in riding Campbell. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
like a like a nightmare steed. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> I just I'm imagining him entering the room and like being like, "What happened to Roz?" <laughs> like my fist being really bloody. Like, oh, <laughs> like we don't Roz know. That, like, was Roz was just a beloved is, member. Roz is like of a doe's husband. None of us knew. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my sweet Roz. <laughs> like, ah, ah. I mashed him. I mashed him with the window a couple of times. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing it yeah. as he runs in oh god he says that and the window's up and you're like, like <laughs> <laughs> one more time you're just pushing his body his head like, just for boom. no reason you're just pushing his body through the window and drop <laughs> where did you guys even find a meat grinder <laughs> this is so sad Leo what are you doing dude how far away is Addy right now? About 15 feet from you. Okay. I know Addy is a much more capable fighter than I am with my rocks. So I am going to go up to her, push her out of the way, and use my thieves tools to try to pick the lock that she is obsessing over. Okay. Give me a sleight of hand check. That is... Uh, sleight of hand is plus zero, eight. Okay. Yeah, you snap a lockpick in there as awesome. well. It's an odd-shaped hole. It's, it's, give me an arcana check. Can I see through it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Leo sticks yeah. a rock in the lock. It's plus four, so Nine. <laughs> Oh I, I mean, I, I, at this Throwing point, I <laughs> would not be surprised if Leo just started sticking his rocks everywhere. I mean, he's got enough of them. He's, yeah. His rocks are ubiquitous. So if he wants to put a rock in the hole, he can. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> then, yeah, you you snap a lock pick. Might be a fluke. Who knows? Anything else you want to do? I mean, that's, I mean, it's not my full movement, but... Movement, action. I guess I'll I'll get out of the way a little bit in case she wants to continue. No, 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 fuck that. I'm going to like block block her out of fucking with the keyhole anymore. So she is like okay. forced to either deal with me or fight. Okay, got it. That's gonna bring us to Godot, who bursts in the door. <laughs> yeah. Finally, and uh, he's got his hands out, like palms out, and kind of looks around the room and says, holy shit, I was, it literally took seconds to get up here. How on earth did you manage to do so much? Roz, oh my God, Roz! <laughs> and then- <laughs> Again, I dropped the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, it looks horrified as you drop the windowsill on Roz. I imagine it's swinging out. Uh, so it's kind of like not just dropping, <laughs> bringing it back More in. So we'll retcon that because I think the like lifting yep. up and dropping down yeah. is kind of funny. So <laughs> yeah, and then he just sort of shrugs and says, "Ah, oh, he's he was honestly a bit of a prick. I don't know why Hank and Jerry look up to him so much." Um, <clears throat> and he looks across the room, just a few feet away, at uh, Tamlin, who's got a look of rage in her eyes, and says, "Tamlin." Whatever's happening right now, stop. Everyone stop fighting. We'll we'll get Roz some help. We'll sort this out. It's not worth it. Whatever's happening, 
If you're backed into a corner, if there's something that's out of your control, well, look, everyone here just wants what's best for the city. You don't have to do this. And he's gonna make a persuasion check. And it's only a 17. And then she is going to make... Oh my God. <laughs> They're kind of facing off now. And she looks back over at him and says, I taught you everything you know. You know that. You remember all those lessons? At what point did it ever seem like I gave a fuck what you think? And that's going to bring us to Addie's turn, who says, oh, fuck it, and leaps into the action. And she is going to move across the room, put herself into a flanking position so she can roll with advantage. She does not manage to strike Tamlin. That's going to bring us back to Walker. Walker's going to look over towards Leo and Addie. Look, we've got a few problems, and there's one solution to all of them. I'm sure she has a key. And I'm uh, going to have my echo rush around, so we're just, like, full-on surrounding Tamlin. I'm just going to have it so my echo's flanking F, and I'm flanking with Addy. Mm-hmm. Just full-on surrounding. But I'm going to take all these attacks from my position. Okay. Um, so first one with the family heirloom. God damn. Uh, 11. Bonus action, offhand, better, uh, 23. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, that is going to be uh, five, and I'm going to do an action surge. And I'm going to take another swing with my family heirloom. All right, that is a 25. Nice. Both of those going to hit. And that is going to be nine damage. All right. In your position, since you're you're not flanking with yourself, right? But you're standing like side by side. Right. Just give me a perception check. Okay. Natural one, baby. <laughs> yeah, cool. Very into very into your fight. Next in the yeah. order. It's gonna be <laughs> classic uh, me. Yeah. Very You like look over and you're like, man, I look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> F, what do you do? I'm immediately turning and punching the shit out of Tamlin. Like, that's the next step, baby. Um, okay. So I, am I, is she facing towards me is she, or is she facing the other way? Not that it makes a difference. I'm wondering for flavor's sake. While I think about rolling all these die. I think she's facing toward you and Walker. Okay. All right. And I apologize. I should have flanked with you, but I had my, sh- my echo flank with you so you don't get flanking. That's my fair. Fucked up. I look her in the eyes and I say, You've earned this. And I'm going to roll an attack. It's a 15 Your soul plus is forfeit. Four, that's 19. Eight, I'm seven, also going to burn a key point in Flurry of Blows. So we're going to do okay. two extra attacks. Okay. That is a 19 plus four. Holy shit, I'm running, rolling hot. Uh, so that's a 23. And that's a four plus four, so that's an eight. Okay, so two of those are going to hit. All right. And then two. So that's five and four. So it's nine damage. All right. Roll a perception check for me. That's a nat 20. Wow. I, like this die. Is Let's not only, go. Yeah, love it, love it. Not only do you see like her pupils dilate as you say, like you've earned this. There's like a moment of confidence as you speak and you sense that fear in her. And also just at around the same time, 
you hear, this is just right after Walker mentioned something about a key and you see her kind of like reach, like instinctively, not fully grasp, but instinctively you see her muscles move like toward her chest, like around her neck, like, and then she immediately moves back into like fighting position. But you sense that like, she sort of like wanted to instinctively check that whatever it was that she's checking for is still where it should be. And that's hanging around her neck. Then that's going to bring us to Ella. Leo, you're, are you going, are you still at the, uh, little lockbox thing. Mm. I'm going to cast Guidance on you. (laughs) So you can uh, add a d4 to your ability check. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is that cool? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to stay there. All right. So you cast Guidance. You stay put. You using your bonus action at all? Um, I, I don't have any good things Okay. No. Um, that's going to bring us to Tamlin. She loses her composure for a split second, and then she is going to... You know, before you decide to turn and hit me, I feel like I'm going to go down a lot this campaign. I feel like that's been the way that this has gone, is every combat I go down. But at least this time I went swinging. Walker's hoping that <laughs> between him and the Echo, there's enough enough right. other options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. You're the last one to hit her. So, All right. Yeah, she's going to attempt to disengage. I think that's just automatic, right? Wait, she's attempting to disengage? She is disengaging. She's using disengage. I think I can take a reaction. I think that does not provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. So, yeah, the way how disengage works is that you don't provoke opportunity attacks unless someone has Sentinel, because part of Sentinel's creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you, even if they take the disengage action, which she wouldn't know. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. But um, I'm just saying that she's going to attempt to take disengage. Yeah. And yeah. also, as she's leaving, um, she also rolls a perception check. And he's going to. Can I get you to make a dexterity saving throw? F. Yes. So it's plus the four. It's going to be a 15. Okay. She looks down just momentarily. She, go ahead and roll that attack, by the way, Walker. It was a 19. Okay. That's going to hit. Roll damage. I I, I would still get flanking on uh, opportunity attack, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Then it's a 19. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And you go and roll that damage. She steps toward the window. She makes a quick move. So it's five damage, but she does not step anywhere. Oh, Sentinel keeps her from like moving. If I, so creatures, I'll, I'll just read all of Sentinel. When you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you, even if they take the disengage action. Wow. When a creature within five feet of you makes a melee attack against a target other than you, you can choose to use your reaction to make a melee attack against the attacking creature. I haven't used that one yet because I've been saving it to keep people in place. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, it's a, it's a badass feat. Nice. No joke. Okay, yeah, so that basically burns up like her entire action, but she reaches in and she snatches the folder from inside your, uh, she, she sees it and she snatches it and you're not fast enough. She pulls it out in her hand. She attempts to flee, but is stopped by those tendrils that reach out from the uh, echo. But she's got the folder that you're hanging onto and she looks up at you and says, 
I see that none of you can mind your own fucking business. Is there anything of mine that you haven't stuck your noses in? I, I like, I don't know where you sleep. Yeah, Waka just <laughs> says, all I was trying to do was mind my business. Seems like you couldn't leave me out of yours. All right, so <laughs> that's going to bring us to Leo. Talking is a free action, by the way. By the way, when the stars speak, we listen, and I ain't listening to your shit anymore. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the cat on this one, Sandlin. Definitely the wrong side. Well so, played. <laughs> underneath I've, the cat, even. This is unfortunate for you. You said a, a pick broke off in the lock. Do I have more lock picks than just the one? I don't really know what's in Thieves' Tools. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have a little lockpick set that I carry with me that has like 20 different lockpicks. Ah, so. There's more than one. In, in Skyrim, you always have at least a few. So. <laughs> Just a couple. Yeah. So I'm going to attempt to pick the lock again. Do I get to decide whether or not to use it or just use it? You you can, I mean, you don't um, have to, but I'm just gonna use please it. use it. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Before you do that, just given your proficiency in like tinkering with things... It's clear that this is more than a normal lock. It's weirdly shaped. It doesn't seem to even have like a door. Like there's not like a clear indication of there being like a safe. All signs sort of indicate that this is not like a normal lock that can just be picked. So I don't want you to continue to burn your resources for that. Do I have any idea what could be done to manipulate it open instead of lock picking? Can I suss that out? I'll tell you this. You did hear Walker mention something about a key. Right? That's one of the last things that he said was like, you know, whatever this is, it can be solved very easily. She's probably got a key. Okay. Then I'm just going to throw a rock at her. (laughs) (laughs) That is 16 plus four, so an unnatural 20. There you go. Nice. (laughs) 1d6 plus two. Six plus two, eight. Hey. The force is so strong that it throws her back against the window. Godot moves swiftly across the room and with his palm strikes at her arm and there's like an exchange of energy and she screams and now drops the sword. And then Addie, seeing her opportunity, moves in and strikes Tamlin as hard as she can across the jaw. Tamlin kind of slumps, looks up, bleeding, as Addie spits and says, you may have taught Godot everything he knows, but looks like he picked up a few extra tricks, huh? And she reaches down, rips out the key, storms across the room and hands it to Leo. If you would keep me waiting, I would wait a lifetime. In tricky situations, I will be a lifeline. Nobody's meant to be fighting alone That's why I'm taking you home I never felt something like this before, no Keep coming back for you time after time Maybe I'm losing my mind But I know I'll never leave you behind, no Catacomb Party is Math Ardelion as the DM, PJ Heller as Leo Feldman, Leslie Ray as Ellen L. Valen, Joshua Ramsey as Walker Omeron, and Crossland Shaw as F, aka The Future. The show is a production of Atomic Pylon Media. Our intro theme was composed by Mathar. The episode was mixed by Jeremy Tuttle and was edited by Crossland and Mathar. Our cover art was illustrated by Leslie Ray. You can support our show by following at Catacomb Party on Instagram and Twitter, and on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. 
You can leave us a five-star review on Apple, and I think you can do that on Spotify as well. That helps a lot with reaching more listeners like yourself, which is something that's very important to us. We're working really hard on this show and we're nearing the end of the first season. So we're really trying to ramp up our promotion of the show to get more people engaged. You can help us with that. All you have to do is tell a friend. Thank you as always for supporting us and uh, we love you. Now get out. And then Addie is going to move in. Oh, and at 20, <laughs> nice. Uh, Addie uh, like swiftly, swiftly moves in and punches Godot as hard as she can. And she slumps. Oh? Wait, Godot or just Hamlin? Sorry, fuck, Tamlin. Yeah. I, was like, Damn it. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> a twist. <laughs> a twist. No, no, no. Telephone <laughs> call